Welcome to the Reality Check Podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. So, I've just recently released a new poetry collection called Bound to the Wings of a Butterfly. And to celebrate that, I'm going to do a couple of podcasts. Just talking about it, sharing a few of the poems, doing the intro, all of that good stuff, doing a bit of promotion. Basically, what I want to do is let you know everything about it, give you an opportunity to purchase it, to check it out, and basically just to share with you some of the successes that I've had with this book and over the years with my writing in general. Bound to the Wings of a Butterfly is the first book that I've been solely 100% happy with. Now, this isn't to say that I don't like my other work or the stuff that I've been creating, but it is suggesting of something. It suggests that I'm getting more comfortable in my craft. It suggests that I'm receiving a lot of good feedback, a lot of sales, and those two things combined provided me with a just just a good feeling, basically, to be honest. So what I want to do here is just tell you a little bit about the book, and then I'm going to read you a blog post. And the blog post will be called Paying My Rent One Poem at a Time, because as the title suggests, I'm <laughs> at a stage where my online work is quite literally paying the rent. So I thought that I would introduce the book and then I will read the poem. I read the poem, read the uh, read the blog post, paying my rent one poem at a time. The idea being is to get you a get you an introduction into how you can actually make some money with creative works. Obviously this would be geared around poetry, but it's also um, could be applied to any sort of online work basically. Okay, so, first about the book. Bound to the Wings of a Butterfly is a collection of poetry, written as an act of writing therapy. It's about healing, recovery, and self-acceptance, about the journey of discovery that comes with true internal healing, and about transforming our lives towards positivity, beauty, and love. It introduces the process of writing poetry to heal, breaking down the barriers to artistic expression, empowering the reader to pick up a pen, look inside, and let the words flow, encouraging them to brave the darkness and to discover the light. I call the book Bound to the Wings of a Butterfly as a play on the old chaos theory adage that suggests that small events can have large-scale and unpredictable impacts upon the future. Each of the poems within harks back to such events, childhood neglect, abuse, fear, and confusion. On a universal scale, these events are so personal as to be seemingly irrelevant. Yet in my small world, they've left a lasting mark that continues to reverberate into the future. They are the direct or indirect cause of the poems within this book. They are also responsible for me choosing to share it publicly. I write to heal. I share my work to help others recover, connect, grow, and create for themselves. I share to reduce the stigma around mental illness. I share to normalize the exploration of the complex mazes that are our inner worlds. Thus, there is a direct causal link between the events of my past and you listening to these words right now. If the book moves, compels, encourages, changes, or impacts you in any way, however subtly, that impact will reverberate outwardly and forever into the future. Who knows what impact those butterfly wings will have? So, that's the the blurb for 
Bound to the Wings of a Butterfly. It is out now as an ebook, paperback, and hardcover, and most likely the audiobook as well. It's coming along very close, at least. I'm just waiting for the approval from the companies that host it. So I'll put a link down below. You can grab yourself a copy. The ebook is only a few bucks. And if you grab a copy and um, want to help me out, give it a five star, recommend it to someone um, because they're the best ways to to get it known. I really want to make this book uh, pop, so to speak. So with that in mind, I'm doing a collection of promotional stuff for it. This podcast, some blogs, a whole variety of stuff. I'm going to be messaging all of my followers online, giving them a little talk about the book itself, about how it will help them and how they can help me. So it's like going to go both ways. This this blog post is one of those um, one of those bits of promotion. But rather than just being like, "Hey, buy the book," I want to say and share some information that can really help you. Paying my rent one poem at a time. Tips for making money creating art. Big news, I'm now earning enough money for my online work to pay the rent. That's right, my poems are paying the bills, baby. Breaking this milestone came as somewhat of a surprise. Given that I have multiple sources of income online, it took until tax time for me to do the maths and to realise that I had, after five years, in fact, made it. True, I'm not living off my work. I'm not uber wealthy or well known. But the fact remains, the rent is paid and next year is looking even better. With this in mind, I wanted to give you a rundown of my approach. What follows are the techniques, strategies, and mindsets that I'm currently employing. Think of them as a realistic counter to the endless other posts claiming that you can make thousands of dollars online with little to no effort. You can't. It's just a lie designed to get you to click on the article, buy a bullshit course, or view some adverts, and thus help the author make a small amount of money. No, it's not that easy, particularly if you're a creative like myself. Not wanting to, or knowing how to, employ sales funnels, clickbait, Google adverts, do-follow links, NFTs, or or any of the other trendy approaches to online income that simply put, isn't art, and feels like, and is, hard work. This is what is paying my rent, and my hope is that it will help you to pay yours as well. Long-term focus. You've got to be in this for the long term. I'm talking many years here. Yeah, I know, this isn't what you wanted to hear, but it's the truth. If you want to get strong, you need to work out more than once. If you want inner peace, one week of mindfulness isn't going to cut it. It's taken me five years to get to this point. The first two years were a complete write-off. I had basically no sales, feedback, or recognition. I started making a profit in the third year, and by the fourth, I had solid growth in all areas. By the end of the fifth year, book sales were paying the rent. I've had many friends and followers see my example and attempt to replicate it, only to quit after six months to a year. They either weren't getting the results, or else didn't like what they were doing enough to persist. Let's take a look at those two. You gotta love it. I write because I love it. I write for healing. I write to express myself. It just so happens that I've worked out how to make some money on the side as well. I look at the income side of things as a parallel project, one that is secondary to the art. I do want to make money, but I want, no, need the process to be enjoyable. You know what feels like work? Work. 
I know I will be successful, and we'll define this later, because I won't stop writing. If you don't love doing your art, if you won't do it for free, if you need a financial incentive to create, you won't make it. Case in point, I'm currently selling an average of eight books a day, enough when combined with my other online work to pay the rent. This sounds amazing, and don't get me wrong, it is. But if I was to add up the hours I put into my writing, then divide it by the profits I've made to calculate my pay rate, I'd be on less than $2 per hour. A pittance. Had I have committed the same hours to my day job, I certainly would be in a higher tax bracket, and would likely have been promoted. But my day job is work, and writing is passion. If judged on pay rates alone, I've made a terrible decision. But judged on enjoyment and quality of life, my choice to commit so much time and effort is an unquestionably good one. Besides, over the long term, my book sales will increase. Every year I've seen exponential growth, and expect this growth to continue. Why? Because I'll continue to write. Eventually, my writing will result in a disproportionate pay rate per hour worked. Unfortunately, for both you and me, this process takes a long time to build up such momentum. The money will come, but it won't come quickly, which is why you must love the process and why you must enjoy making art for its own sake. To find success, how do you know that people will like your work? By what means will you be able to say, yes, my work is good, loved, or enough? Seriously, you need to define it, because if you don't, the goalposts will constantly shift, and you will always need more before you feel like you're appreciated. How many likes on a post is enough? How many followers? How many sales? How many referrals, clients, or other markers of success? The thing about humans that makes us so successful is that we're never satisfied. We always want more. Unfortunately for us, though, that drive makes us perpetually unhappy. Even as we make it, we almost instantly are looking for the next achievement. So it pays to define success, and then to split that definition into smaller stages. Here are a few of mine that I've achieved. Receive a comment from a stranger talking about my work. Receive a book review from a stranger. See a post, comment, screen cap in the wild of my work. That is, something about me, not shared or created by me. You'll notice that these aren't financial. I have a separate list for those. The big one that I just accomplished being the impetus for this post. I did the math on how much money I needed to make off my work. The first is the, I'm barely scraping by with my art, but I don't need an external source of income. Which, by the way, I'm about a third of the way there. The second is living my current semi-comfortable lifestyle off my art. And the third is living my dream lifestyle. I know the exact dollar amount needed for those goals to be achieved. Thus, I'll know exactly when I've achieved them. I suggest that you take some time to work out your figures, as well as some of your non-financial markers of success. Realize that no one will care. It came as quite a shock to me that no one cares. Okay, maybe not no one, but most people won't care about your art. Your family and friends, for the most part, will think a little more of your work than, oh, that's nice. Most won't purchase it. Most won't even acknowledge you're doing it. This isn't to say that they don't care, but they probably just don't like the genre of your art. Think about it. Of all the different types of art, and all the genres and subgenres of each, how many do you actually like? And of those, how much money have you spent buying them? Fact is, if you're looking for them to purchase your work, 
Most won't, unless you straight up ask them to do so. This is true for me and many of my fellow creators, and likely will be for you as well. If you keep producing art, you will get a following. But that will take time, patience, and an acceptance that most people simply will not like your work, based on the type and genre alone. Even world-class, best-selling authors have this problem. Their friends and families are simply too close to the person to be able to see their art as art, and not commentary on the life and the person they know deeply. Beyond all this is the fact that making art itself, and especially monetizing it, it's not considered a normal profession. Most people simply won't have a frame of reference to even begin to understand what you're doing, nor the effort you're putting in, nor the validation you need. So many times I've had to repeat, break down, explain, and simplify what I'm doing to help elucidate those around me. And when they finally do understand me, they tell me, you're so lucky. People will think that your hard work is actually luck, that your persistence, perseverance, self-doubt, emotions, and everything else that you've sacrificed wasn't that much, and that you got all your success based on a lucky break. What they don't realize is that from an external perspective, everyone seems lucky. Writing a book, building a following on a certain platform, making a key connection, or whatever else it took you to get where you are will seem like luck, only because it is the thing that worked. Forgotten or ignored will be the hundred other failures that taught you how to be lucky. Point is, I've had to accept that the only those who are on the same path as me will have any concept of what I'm doing and how much work I'm putting in. This was a lonely realization, but once made, it helped me to let go of some of the resentments I had held on to. In the same way, I can't and don't understand how someone can work a normal 9-to-5 job. I shouldn't expect them to understand what I'm doing. No matter how much you attempt to explain yourself, some people simply won't get it. They'll claim you're lucky or privileged or give some other reason to explain away your success. You know what it took, and so do I, and many other people forging the same path. My parting advice to you on this topic is to either waste as little time on it as possible, or else use it as inspiration to create even more. Whatever you do, don't let them talk you out of your passion, particularly before you've made it. Whatever that means for you. You're a nobody until you're not. Work hard and with success, or even just an ego, comes the belief that we are far superior to what we are. The best piece of advice I've come across in relation to fans and critics is, you are not as good or as bad as they say you are. I repeat this every time I get an extremely positive or negative review. It helps me to keep a level head, not so up that I'm only ego and not so down that it all feels pointless. But beyond this is a tactic that I employ, one that recognizes exactly who I am and where I am. I am a nobody. Despite making enough sales to pay the rent, relatively speaking, I'm unknown. Thus, I give my work away for free. Give your work away for free. Think about it. Would you risk money on an unknown author? I know I don't. Never have. The books I buy are by authors I love, or those who come highly recommended, or whose other work I've liked from a different medium. Let's say you've discovered the fact that I've written a book. Would you buy it? Perhaps after listening to this, you might. Perhaps not. But what if you could read it for free? What if you could try it before you buy it? How many chapters of my book, poems, or other work would you have to read before buying? This is my logic, and it's working. People either want to support my work, 
or else have it conveniently in their possessions. What's more, I get to tell the world that everything I write is available for free, and that I believe information that can help those in need should be available, and not hidden behind a paywall. Beyond that, however, it gives me endless blog fodder and social content to share, and it allows my readers to share specific pieces of my work with others. Over the short term, I'm losing sales, but over the long term, I'm transforming from a nobody into a somebody. Eventually, all I'll have to do will be to tell people I have a new book out and they will purchase it. But until then, I'm playing the long game. The long, long game. This logic runs counter to most authors who I see on online groups. They are all excited for their new release, only to be upset when it gets little to no purchases. Why? They know they are amazing writers, and perhaps they are. But until they prove it, they are nobodies in the eyes of the world, and thus doomed to obscurity. Or else, they really do need luck to be successful. Treat your followers as people. For some reason, many people assume manners don't matter as much online, or that followers are somewhat lesser or lower for the fact that they're following them. Do your best to treat online conversations as if it was happening in real life, because in fact they are. Respond to all the comments and messages you receive, taking the time to give people your attention. Switch perspectives and you'll see the reason why. Imagine you were messaged by your favourite author, actor or sports person and they actually responded. Imagine if they chatted to you as if you were human, like they actually cared about you. Your followers both enjoy your work and took the time to message you. Hell, they are probably purchasing it as well. They are literally your lifeblood. Make sure to treat them as such. Who knows, you may also make some good friends along the way. A problem you want to have. Extending upon the previous, It's easy to worry about not having enough time to respond to everything. Good. That's a problem you want to have. One that you will deal with if and when it arises. Until then, don't use it as an excuse not to treat people as people. And also don't use it as an excuse not to do other things as well. I've seen many people worry about how they will handle many aspects of their profession or their potential future careers to such an extent that they never act. How to deal with international tax, how to manage a book publication deal, how to handle the movie rights. The list goes on and the solutions are all different, but the one thing that remains true is that they are problems you want to have. When they arise, it will signify a level of success so high that you've entered fantasy land. Don't let fear of failure or success hold you back. Get social. The point of social media isn't to sell. It's to make people interested in you as a person. Do not use it just to sell. Think about it. Would you follow someone who's doing nothing other than screaming at you to buy their products? My ratio is about 95% content, 5% sell, if that. I make sure that all my posts are either educational or entertaining, preferably both. I like to share, comment, and engage with people, treating them as people. And interestingly enough, my following is growing. Just recently, I've hit another milestone. I've had multiple people respond to my messages with a shocked, oh my god, a massive account like you took the time to respond to someone as small as me. Numbers are irrelevant. People are people. Except the bots and the trolls. They get blocked instantly. My advice to you is this. Get on every single social media platform, both mainstream and niche. Look at what the people post and try it out for yourself. 
Document your process, play, connect, joke, and have fun. Don't look at it as a way to sell, but rather as a way to connect with other people, some of which, if you are lucky, will care enough to give you some money for your art. Maybe. Eventually. Remember we're playing the long game. You must love the process. So get comfortable and try them all. Keep what works and every so often experiment with the ones you've discarded. Who knows, perhaps you'll get lucky. Try different mediums and cross-promote. My main sources of income come from book sales, Skillshare and Insight Timer. I attract people through social media and then send them there, or they find me on one of those platforms and follow my social. The more different social platforms I'm on, the more mediums I use to sell, then the more cross-pollination I get. The growth potential here is exponential. If you like my Skillshare course on writing poetry to heal, chances are you'll like my three poetry collection books. If you liked those, you'll probably enjoy my creative writing course on Insight Timer and the content on Medium and Poetizer. If you found me on Poetizer, you probably want to check out my website. Maybe you have a kid and that kid would enjoy my kids' books. Did I mention I have a popular podcast? If you like that, you'll probably like my blog and may enjoy little snippets that I put on my email list. You get the point, right? If you apply this across all my different channels, mediums, outlets, and websites, the cross-pollination effect is real. 0.1% for success. I originally wanted to be the best writer ever, or some other similar nonsense. I wanted to be at the top, figuring only then would I be successful. But as I mentioned above, success can come far sooner than that. To live off my writing, I don't need everyone to know my name. I don't need superstardom. No, I only need 0.1%. 0.1% of the world's population is approximately 7.8 million people. Fact is, if I had that many fans who loved and purchased my work, I'd be set. There's still a crazy amount of people to be sure, but as a percentage, it's minuscule, and importantly, it's attainable. Imagine a room filled with a thousand people in it. What are the chances that one of those people would find you and your work, interestingly enough, to follow you on social media? Boom. You're good enough for a 0.1% follow rate relative to humanity. Now all you got to do is keep creating, posting, and sharing. And speaking of, be your authentic self. I'm convinced that people disproportionately respond to genuine people. Those who express themselves openly, honestly, and unashamedly. I'm also convinced that the best art is created by them as well. This is my approach. I share my truth. The good, bad, ugly, and the odd. I lean into my insecurities. I share my successes. I discuss my life. My logic is simple. If people like me in real life, then people will like me online, provided I can express myself effectively, that is. In a world full of fakes and frauds, I just share who I am, and it's working. They get to know me and eventually decide to purchase. Why? Because I'm no longer unknown. I am real, and thus my artwork is real. Don't stop. If you want to be a good writer, read and write daily. I first heard this from Stephen King, but almost every successful person mirrors the sentiment. Keep creating and learning and you will be successful. I've tried many things, most of which are abject failures, or else only moderately successful. But all that experience provided the groundwork for my next project, and the one after that. I know that if I keep writing and studying the craft, I'll get better. 
I know that if I get better, eventually the sales will come. Thus, I persist. Remove barriers to creativity. There will always be a reason not to write. There is always a life problem, a drama, or some other thing you could be doing. The kids, work, parents, house, hobbies, partner, health, political strife, geopolitics, time. There's always something happening. Some reason that could stop you from writing. When I realized that everyone has these same problems, not my problems, but their own, I stopped complaining and started writing. Remember, successful people aren't lucky. They wrote in spite of all the red lights in their lives telling them not to do so. They persisted when all others didn't, and thus they grew a talent and a following and crafted their career out of the mess that this life offers us all. True, some of them are born with more privilege than others, but regardless, we all must put in the work. If there are success stories from your demographic, then it's possible for you. Hell, if there isn't, you can be the first. Someone has to be, right? Why not make that person you? I didn't have the time to write this. In fact, I never planned to do so. However, a follower of mine asked me for some career advice. I gave them a bridged version of this post. Remember, treat people as people and help them out. And that inspired me to flesh it out more fully. I didn't have the time to write it though. I had to cleave it out of my life. I wrote this on my phone whilst traveling, eating and downtimes at work. And then emailed it to myself and did some quick edits and posted it. Boom. Awesome content that will certainly help you and perhaps sell some of my books as well. Speaking of, and finally, it's okay to sell. Some people are born salespeople. I'm not one of them. Perhaps it's a personality or a self-belief thing, but for whatever reason, I find it hard to sell. Yep, I'm the cliched artist. I see the flaws, what-ifs, and if-onlys of my work. I see the vision and present to my readers my pathetic approximation to it. Put simply, it's taken me years to get comfortable talking myself up, or more specifically, to feel worthy of having another human even read my work, let alone spend money to do so. Over time, I've been able to see the quality of my work improve. I've had a bunch of people I've never interacted with complimented, and importantly pay for it, despite it being available for free. The world has helped me to see my worth, and thus enabled me to feel far more confident promoting it. This will happen for you as well. You will improve technically, and your confidence will grow accordingly. It's a self-perpetuating cycle, one that only begins with you do. So, take the leap. Call to action. It would mean the world to me if you purchased a copy of my book, Bound to the Wings of a Butterfly. It's a collection of poetry, written as an act of writing therapy. It's about healing, recovery, and self-acceptance. About the journey of discovery that comes with true internal healing. And about transforming our lives towards positivity, beauty, and love. It introduces the process of writing to heal, breaking down the barriers to artistic expression, empowering the reader to pick up a pen, look inside, and let the words flow, encouraging them to brave the darkness and to discover their light. I don't know about you, but I've been struggling over the last few years. Stopping the chaos of the world from seeping in is a constant battle. I see people withdrawing, inebriating themselves, and struggling in almost every way, not knowing where to turn feeling lonely, and having no other outlets to express themselves. Personally, I turn to writing therapy. The page listens, doesn't judge, and it's always available. So one thing led to another, and my thoughts over the last few years turned into a poetry collection, Bound to the Wings of a Butterfly. In it, I share my poems as well as my process of writing therapy.
My hope is it will help people to process their emotions, heal, and move forward. I'm asking all of my readers and followers to do me a small favor and grab a copy. The ebook is only a few bucks, but there's also a paperback, hardcover, and audio versions available. I'm really happy with how it turned out. I want it to be as read by as many people as possible. But to do this, I need your help. So please, grab it a copy and give it a five-star review and let me know so I can thank you. And better yet, send me a picture and I'll post it as a story tagging you online. And if it inspires a poem, please do send it my way. I'll chuck a link in the show notes so you can grab a copy now. Thank you so much for your support and for your encouragement. I hope you enjoy the book and I'll let you know a little bit more about it in the next few episodes too. Cheers.